0: Hello and welcome to the everything is black and white podcast time for another episode of let's talk about and you guys aren't gonna believe us but we had this one planned many days in advance it is let's talk about Elliot Anderson and honestly we had it planned in it's not because he's just scored two goals against Brighton and won Newcastle United, their final game of their American tour. No, it's because we think he's pretty good. We think he is the big debate at the moment. Does he get more time in the Newcastle United first team? Does he start against Aston Villa? Loads of questions were already to be asked of Elliot Anderson. He scores two against Brighton, provoking a whole more load of questions. I'm Andrew Musgrove. I'm joined as per by John Gibson. John, first off, how are we keeping
1: we're keeping very well, and much more important. How are you, mate?
0: You doing? I'm good, eyed Well, no, I'm getting enough sleep. And uh, the little one woke up uh, about. I'm not counting the timings, but woke up with ten minutes left of that Brighton game. So I thought I'd I'd log on and watch it, and I, I, I saw the important bits. I saw Ali Anderson score brace, so it all yeah. worked out perfectly. She's working well for the family, obviously. She is indeed, and we were just saying there uh, in the introduction, John. No one's going to believe that we that we, we haven't changed the subject.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, I mean, we've been banging on about Elliot Anderson for an awful long while on previous podcasts. And you know only too well I'm very biased because I love him and I loved his granddad, Jeff Allen. So I've been biased from day one and kept saying, you know, keep this guy. He's going to be something extra, extra special. And he is. I mean, the the, the point about him, from my point of view, uh, Andrew, is he's technically very gifted. Uh, he's got two vital commodities for a footballer, his awareness of what's happening around him and the time he has on the ball. He never looks hurried. And all quality players have that thing where the dawn seem ruffled. Um and he is exactly like that. And what he's added to his game this this preseason and during the summer is uh, a physicality, he's he's broadened out he's big he looks physically the top of his body like gaza and he plays like him i'm not talking about on the ball i'm talking about using upper body strength to hold people off to create things to make space for himself gaza had this ability where he glided over the turf without than even footprints in it anderson does that but at the same time it's combined with um, a physicality which pushes other people about and his upper body strength has become very much like that and notice that Eddie Howe said after the game last night that he is top of the fitness parade at Newcastle United. they all come back and have tests when they come back he won hands down that's what he's done with his summer and he is very very strong Gazes. People always talked about Gaza's feet and how uh, and his vision, and of course that was his game. But his hidden strength was his was his strength in depth, his strength in his body. And this guy's got that. And uh, I think this could be his breakthrough season. And um, I really do. Uh, it's tough for the boy. If you think our midfield, in theory, has two Brazilian current internationals and an Italian current international in it for a three. Uh, and we're talking about Bruno and Big Joe and we're talking about Tonari. And behind that, there's Joe Willick, who was tipped to play for England at the end of last season. But I'll say this right now. As things stand, if Newcastle were playing the first game of the Premier League season tomorrow, instead of having two friendlies, I would challenge Eddie Howe to be able to leave Anderson
0: out of his starting lineup. I think many people would. I think many people right now would pick Elliot Anderson to start against Aston Villa. The other thing he's got, John, because we're going to talk about the Aston Villa game, and we're going to talk about Elliot Anderson, you know, really deserving a first team place. But the other thing he's got in terms of his attributes, first off, is he's both footed. You know, the goals are snipe one with the left, one with the right. Two footed. Yeah, he is. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's a really important attribute. Not every footballer's got that. It really frustrates us because I think if you're being paid thousands of pounds a week, you should be able to use both feet. He's got that. He's got the the ability to pick out a pass. He's not afraid to shoot. He advances in the positions. You've mentioned these upper a body strength. He puts it about a bit. He's not afraid to get stuck in. I, just, I think I'm just really excited for where he can go under Eddie Howe, but it does depend on him getting more minutes. It depends on them playing much more regularly.
1: It's going to force Eddie Howe to give them more minutes, you know. Good players do that. When you look at good players later in their career, and then you look back to when they started, the manager was always, and I'm talking about the great midfielders of Manchester United when you had gigs and Beckham and Scholes. The manager was always about to hold them back. Didn't think they were quite ready. Can they quite do it? Gazza at Newcastle. And then the player forces them to do it. He does what this guy's just done, and he's and then he says, Leave me out, gaffer. And that's what happens with good players. And you know the good thing about Elliot Anderson, which we haven't mentioned really yet, and although we've touched on it, he's added goals to his game. Now that was the one accusation that was Against him, perhaps, was he didn't score enough goals. This, is, this kid's 20, by the way. You know, we're, we're talking about what's wrong or what's right. Uh, but he himself said, I want to add goals to my game. Now, he scored four goals pre-season. He scored two against Brighton. He scored against Villain. I think he scored against uh, Gateshead. And he, he missed one of the games, the last one before this, because, of course, they were almost back-to-back games, and Eddie had to change the team. He has added goals to his game, and that is phenomenal. Because a weakness Newcastle United have had over recent years is that we have not scored enough goals in midfield. For the side we are, for the space that can be created in the box, in the opposing box, for the midfielder to come on to, we haven't got enough goals from midfield. And that's what makes sides break through the glass ceiling, is the goals to get from elsewhere in the park, not just the strikers. And this fella is suggesting that he can do that. He comes from a good pedigree, you know, with, with Jeff Allen and uh, his background. He's, uh, he's a young man that's steeped in football. Ironically, I mean, Jeff Allen was an out-and-out outside left at Newcastle although was a schoolboy, he played just behind the centre-forward, but at Newcastle United, he was an outside left. And a lot of the time, Anderson, last season, was breaking into the club, into the team, in that position. Although I said at that time on the podcasts, <coughs> it's a good way of getting them in the team because there's more grass out there with, with without bodies, whereas you're getting the center midfield is very congested. But he's always going to be a centre-midfielder. He's not, he's not a winger. Uh, he's too good. With due respect to all wingers, he's too good to play out there because he's got to be where the action is. And um, he's got quite a, a future, and so of Newcastle. I mean, he's this, the senior member of, of United's Young Lions. When you look at Lewis Miley, who's 17, you look at Alex Murphy that come on during the tour in the States, and you look at Anderson, tomorrow is very reassuring. What we've got to do in the transfer market is to make certain today's reassuring as well. We still need a couple of guys in, and I suggest the defenders, but that's for another day and another subject. But when you think of Elliot Anderson, you think of Lewis Miley, you think of Alex Murphy, we've got a real chance. The one that's farthest down the line, because Lewis is only 17, is Anderson. And I will reiterate, I think this will be
0: his breakthrough season. Loads of great points to pick up on there. I'll just first off pick up on the, the point you've just made about him being the kind of elder statesman of that young group. I've just put a, a post on the Chronicles Instagram page. It was a picture of the celebration of Anderson's second goal against Brighton. And in that picture, you have six, uh, five other players running towards him. He's a sixth. And you've got Lewis Miley. 17 Ben Parkinson 18 Jamie Miley 19 Alex Murphy 19 Arnison 20 and Remy Sarage 21. So there's six players who have got a hopefully big future ahead of them at Newcastle United, all in different positions, all have had a very good preseason, got some really good experience. So as you say, John, there, the future is certainly looking bright. Um, on Anderson, you know, it's really interesting about which position. He would play in because last season he had 22 appearances, mainly as a centre midfielder, according to transfer market. You've mentioned there some brief appearances out on the flank. For you, is it him in the centre of the park? You know, if he does start against Aston Villa, he's alongside Bruno and another in the centre.
1: I mean, right now, if the game was tomorrow against Aston Villa and there's two back-to-back games to come, I don't mean the form and that is going to decide everything because it's a fitness programme, but you don't know what's going to happen in those two games in terms of fitness. But if the game was tomorrow, I would start Anderson with Bruno and Joe Linton because I think you need the physicality of Joe Linton, especially against Aston Villa, who in midfield in the two games we've played them, the one we lost 3-0 towards the end of last season and the 3-3 draw, they powered us in midfield. They blew us away in midfield. They're very powerful. Joe Linton was late on the scene. He wasn't up to much fitness etc etc but we need him in there so they don't overpower us i would let let tonali come on in the from the subs bench on the opening day not because i don't think he's a good player and a fabulous signing i think both those things but i think he sometimes need time anthony gordon needed time bruno whether he needed time or not was forced to have it by eddie howe who didn't start them when he first arrived, and especially if you're coming from a foreign country in a foreign style of play. Serie a is much different to the Premier League, and a lot, lot different to the way we play, high pressing. And I wouldn't throw Tonali in straight away. I would put Anderson in with uh, the the two Brazilian boys.
0: But but on that, I mean, it's rather. And I'm going to say a word that loads of people say that I use far too often on this podcast, but. <laughs> It's refreshing that we can say that about Tenali. Don't throw him in straight away, but let's not worry about it too much because we have an option like Elliot Anderson. So I'm just wondering, John, yes, you're saying, you know, bed Tenali in, give him time to to, to settle, but also how much is him, in your view, not starting against Aston Villa to do with the rise of Elliot Anderson?
1: Oh, totally. Uh, I mean, when he first signed, the day he signed for Newcastle, he was a shoe in wasn't he? He's such a quality player. He's got such vision. He was an absolute show-in. It was him and Bruno and who starts with who else is with him. And, he, you know, if everybody was fit. We're forgetting about Joe Willock here, who had such a good season last year. He, he was tipped to play for England, but he hasn't been fit enough to take part in pre-season. And I think now he's not going to start against Aston Villa because he's not going to be up to speed against Aston Villa. We he's only going to play one game, if any, because... There'll be two separate sides in the weekend home matches because they're back-to-back, literally. Um, so he's not going to be ready. But all of a sudden, the midfield that we're worried about, did we have enough bodies, et cetera, et cetera, Tenali will be an exceptional player. Um, but it would be unfair to bang him in, expect him to run the show in there, and all of a sudden he doesn't because he's getting used to it. And and some people sort of say, Oh, is he a waste of time or not? Absolutely wrong. Um, and Anderson still has Elliot's still got things to learn. Of course, he's got things to learn. He's 20 year old, but I tell you what, what a talent. I mean, he, he is uh he's gonna outdo his granddad in the careers had because granddad was eventually very limited and finished by injury, of course.
0: Hello there, I hope you are enjoying the episode so far. Andrew Musgrove here. I just want to point you in the direction of our latest live event taking place on Wednesday, August 30th at the Tyneside Irish Centre. Our expert panel of Newcastle United reporters will be on hand to answer your questions on the club and what a time to do it. The Champions League draw will take place the day after. The Premier League season will be underway and the transfer market will just be closing a few days after the event takes place. We're going to be joined by two special guests as well. BBC Newcastle's Matthew Raisbeck and The Times' Henry Winter so two big hitters to answer your questions on Newcastle United the link to the tickets is in the podcast description we'll be making a donation to the Sir Boy Robson Foundation and the Food Bank as well so your money will be helping those in need we do hope you can come along tell your friends, tell your family grab your tickets, they're selling fast and we look forward to seeing you on Wednesday, August the 30th do you think Anderson has seen the arrival of Tunari? He's seen the links to other midfielders in, in, in a similar position and he's gone, do you know what? I, I have to seize the opportunity here because time is very short as a footballer. Time's even shorter when you're in that bracket of being 17 to 20. You know, especially when you're in a Premier League club, you haven't got that many years, that many seasons, that many opportunities to really impress. So I think he's 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 really taken to the competition and he's he's stepped up a level.
1: He's had to. He's thought to himself, uh, I mean, why is he as fit as he is? Why is he as strong as he is? I mean, Eddie Howe marveled that in the blistering heat, he could score two goals in the last five minutes to turn a match you were losing into a match you won. Uh, And his physical strength enabled him to do that. Why did he come back the fittest bloke in the camp? quite simply because he thought look if i stand still i'll be actually going backwards i won't be stand still i'll be going backwards because tonali's in. he saw us linked with madison he, he sees us where it said i in an ideal world would still buy another midfielder he knows what joe uh, willick can do he's seen joe linton just become a full international if he doesn't compete in there he gets swamped. And as a young man, it's easy to think if you're not ambitious, not too ambitious. Well, I'm only 20, I'm, you know, I'm getting there. I'll be okay, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But what I like about Elliot is he wants to be a star today, not tomorrow. He wants to do it today. And he can do it today, and he's equipped to do it today with the right attitude. And I don't think there's any doubt. Whatsoever um, about his attitude and his ability. Uh, and when you get those two things right, then you really are um, going to be something special. And yes, we've got a shoe on him in the team, and how do we do it if everybody's fit? But I'll tell you what, Nate, when is everybody fit? You know, that's the way, for example, on the opening day against Aston Villa. You can now take Joe Willock out the equation to start that game because he's only got one game where he can play, and that's either uh, Villarreal or Fiorentina because he's not going to play both. Um, And that's not going to be enough to start him in the midfield of the quality we have. So, And also, by the way, Elliot's looking at this situation and sees Lewis Miley sitting behind him and says, he's on a motorbike. He'll overtake us if I'm not careful. Um, And... You know, when you think of Miley and Anderson, what we could have homegrown in that middle of the park, uh, you know, is quite something. I mean, we could end up, and I don't want to push it too far, but when we had what are Beardsley and Gascoigne as the three Geordie wonder kids, we can end up with that sort of situation again, you know.
0: Yeah, imagine it. But the difference being success, hopefully, will come this time around for Newcastle, as it didn't oh. back then. Um, you mentioned there... Obviously, Eddie Howe pointing out that the fitness of Elliot Anderson. If you're on Instagram, you would have saw Anderson posting his workout routines during the off season. You know, yes, he was away on holiday, but he was in the gym. He was working hard. That's obviously paid off really, really well. And you mentioned his his attitude because this time last uh, year, John, we were talking about Anderson needing more game time. He's got to go out on loan. He's got to go out on loan. Similar now being said about. Lewis Miley because that's how he developed them you know it's all good being around the camp but if they're not getting first team minutes how are they developing Eddie Howe said no nope, he's stopping as he has done with Miley he's not going out he's stopping here now Arneson's slightly different because obviously he went to Bristol didn't he and a Joey Barton and he just did absolutely fantastic he had yeah. every right to knock on the door and say get me a championship loan and sore. I don't want to be playing under 23s. I don't want to just be playing here or there for this first team. I need to play week in, week out. But he didn't. He took whatever what Eddie Howe had to say. He listened to whatever Howe said to him behind closed doors. He brought into the project. Didn't kick off. He just took it on board. He played, what, 618 minutes in total last season, which isn't a huge amount. But he worked with it. He went along with it. And look what's happened now. And I think that just shows you that his attitude is absolutely spot on. Because other youngsters who maybe have got a bit of an ego and think they can hit the big time sooner rather than later might have kicked up a little bit of a fuss?
1: Sure. Um, And I think that time at Bristol Rovers did him ever so well, you know, because it brought him to the fore, gave him a bit of experience. He was working under a manager, Joey Barton, who may have lots of things that you can query, but the one thing he could do was play football from midfield. And so he was going to learn under this guy. Uh, And he did learn under this guy I think there is a slight difference Between Elliot and Lewis Miley Is that when there's three years Difference in their age And Elliot when he went To Bristol Roars Was of an age and a maturity Where he could go there Live on his own Almost at the other end of the country And get on with life You don't want a 17 year old To go out on loan to somewhere in the deepest south, and and get buried down there and have to live by himself and train two hours a day and then have nothing to do and get terribly homesick he's much better with his family. Learning the game here and getting the odd few minutes here there as Lewis Miley will and um, and Anderson should get more. There is a difference. Um, Anderson jumped upon the opportunity to go on loan to make him be able to come back to newcastle and say daddy look i'll give you a taste of what i could do down there now give me a chance here and i'll prove it and um he has done uh, and that's terrific and um, i mean and it's even more terrific because he's one of us i mean we've talked about wanting geordies to come through and we've had paul Dummett in the past we've had sean longstaff uh, etc but, I mean, this lad and Lewis Miley could take us to another position where we had what a be in And, by the way, the reason not we didn't take off then is because we had no ambition. So the three of them left for the top clubs. You know what? Elliot hasn't a lead for a top club because he's got one.
0: Yeah, right, yeah. I feel I feel a gibble column coming on.
1: <laughs> yes, I absolutely.
0: Do. I do. Absolutely, um, absolutely it's, mate. It's really interesting, you know, I think there's a quote going round about his goals, and you mentioned it earlier, John. I think he said something like, um, I've spoken to loads of coaches and said, what I have to do is add goals to my game. He's gone out and he's done that. And the way he's applied himself, the way he's brought into the pathway that Eddie Howe, Dan Ashworth have, have laid out from Ben Dawson is really... Uh, refreshing again for the youngsters like Lewis Miley, like Ben Parkinson, where they can they can really see how much Dan Ashworth and Eddie Howe buy in to the youth at Newcastle. United. And if you work well, you train hard, you listen to the coaches, you put the extra work in away from the training ground, then there is a way for you to get into the first team.
1: I, I, without a shadow of a doubt, I mean Newcastle since the new regime have almost done as much bolstering the age group squads as they have the first-team squad. They've brought a lot of young... You know, we just go, oh, yeah, yeah, another bright youngster. Oh, yeah, yeah. But where's my left-back? Where's my centre-half? Where's Tonali? Where is Harvey Bonds? Because that's the important side. But Alex Murphy's a typical example of that. He comes on the other night, totally unexpected, because of an injury to Shaw and looks the quality player that made us go out and get him from uh, from Ireland and there is that was the way Dan Ashworth worked as well at Brighton how did Brighton have you know, so many quality players sell them and then there's another bunch on the train in the next taxi arriving at the ground and um, and and that's what they're good at and that's now happening up here and Anderson's in the in the, the the front seat of what's happening now with Newcastle, and it is good to see. And um, it comes from good not just good Jody stock, but good football stock. I mean, it's well known that his granddad is Jeff Allen, who was a, a '60s boy star at Newcastle. In the first ever game Newcastle played in Europe in the club's history, Fienod. He ripped them apart. Jeff Allen on the left wing ripped Fiona apart and Newcastle won 4-0. I mean, Elliot Anderson got a his first his debut for Newcastle at Arsenal in a cup, in the FA Cup, as a sub. He was 18 years old. Well, granddad can say to him, where have you been, son? I've made it at 17, the Newcastle first team, because Jeff Allen did. And, I mean, Jeff's career was over in the blink of an eye, bless him, because of of what happened with injury. But he's got good stock. Jeff Allen was a top, top talent from uh, Scrub Road, which is in Walker. Uh, Elliot is a Whitley Bay lad that come through Walls End Boys Club. Now, the link to, to Jeff Allen is that um, Jeff's daughter, Helen, is Elliot's mum, and her husband is Ian, Ian Anderson, who was a good non-league centre forward and, and and was a good uh, coach at local youth level around the place. I mean, he wasn't the superstar Elliot's going to be or he wasn't the European legend that jeff Almos, but he he knew his way around the football pitch he scored gold so it's that silver thread runs through elliot anderson's family and then he's shown exactly what he's about so far and that's terrific i mean i remember that that debut when he was 18 against arsenal uh, in the fa cup and who i've got the day down here january 9 2021 uh I phoned up, and he come on as a son. And I think he actually ended up playing 40 minutes because we went into extra time, so he played that as well. But I remember phoning um, his granddad up after that, and um, he was absolutely thrilled with bits. He said he was sitting in the house uh, with his current wife, Katie, watching the game, and he said, I couldn't believe it when I suddenly saw Elliot behind the uh, Yedlin uh because he was going to come on and so he was jumping up and down and shouting at the telly and um i mean dad granddad has lived in mansfield what happened after his career finished very early at newcastle he went into coaching coached newcastle reserves and various jobs within st james's park then it's Stuart boom who you might remember the name who was a center half at newcastle um become a manager and jeff allen was his number two and they went to mansfield to take the mansfield town job when that eventually didn't work out and stewart got the sack which comes to every football manager if you're around long enough jeff decided i've had enough on the the treadmill i'll just quit now but he continued to live in mansfield because he'd set up house in mansfield a lot of people these days keep their base, don't they, and go and live in a hotel or, or rent an apartment or something. But Jeff lived down there and stayed down there. And he, when After I phoned him after uh, Elliot's debut against Arsenal, he was talking about how we used to go and watch Elliot play for Newcastle United under 13s, 15s and 16s. Whenever they played in South Yorkshire, which was getting towards where... Um, where Jeff lived, he would travel up and, and watch him play. And uh, he said, so proud of him. He's living the dream I lived. But I pray that it'll go further than me, both in ability and in luck. I, he was finished at about 23. I mean, he had this sensational debut against Fiannaud and then six weeks later, gets a, or less than six weeks, gets an injury in away to Nottingham Forest. And there's a quiz question there because he played in his injured against Nottingham Forest, but it wasn't at Nottingham Forest. It was in Notch County. Why? Because the forest ground was closed because there'd been a fire in the stand. So it's quite a trick question. How, how on earth do you play against Nottingham Forest but not at Nottingham Forest? Um, and and that was the match when Jeff was finished and uh, he was still just a ben. Um, But he is now living his career again through Elliot,
0: yeah, fingers crossed. I avoid uh, similar fear to uh, his granddad. But I, I I can't even imagine what Jeff's feeling now watching oh. Elliot, you know, not only play for the first team on a more regular basis, but grabbing the headlines, and deservedly so, and, and seeing the comparisons to Gaza and what have you. I mean, he must just be proud as punch. Uh, I tell, I just, you,
1: what, I tell you what, Jeff, just so he didn't know, Jeff will be in bed now, mate. Because we're doing this early inside the morning and they have stayed up overnight in the hope that he could see him have a good game. And then I don't know if he would get to bed at the end of the game because he'd be too excited to sleep having seen him score two goals.
0: Yeah, yes, indeed. No doubt. And then he'll have it on record and as soon as he wakes up, you will no doubt oh. be watching it again. Uh, we've, we briefly mentioned, John, about the way how beds players in the likes of uh, Bruno is he going to do the same with Tanali? He's kind of done it with with Anthony Gordon to a similar extent. He's done it next end as well. Yeah, and he's done it with Anderson in, in many ways because a lot of people were calling for Anderson to become more of a regular face, whether it just be off the subs bench. You know, last season early on there was a lot of calls for him to be much more heavily involved again towards the end last season. But anyhow, what I like about him, he doesn't really listen to the noise. You know, he's clearly got ideas and he sticks to his guns. And yes, he acknowledges it what people are saying. I'm no doubt he hears it, but he never really seems to change or deviate from what he wants to do. He's not influenced by it. But I guess the way Anderson's performed this preseason, we're sitting here talking about him being a, being a, an early assert for that game against Aston Villa. Does it prove that? Eddie Howe's approach to Elliot Anderson and and the way he's developed him, the way he hasn't just thrown him in, the way he's he's given little bits of minutes here and there, it, it's paid off, and it was the right approach.
1: Oh, I think it. I think it is the right approach, especially with young players. And as you say, Eddie is very deliberate in mapping out which way every player is going to go. But good players force managers. To make decisions that might appear to be reluctant initially to make And to force great managers to do that Ferguson's done that Pep's done that Wenger did it Um, It it happens to the top, top managers Because they're forced into situations I mean, that has happened at Newcastle There was a great reluctance last season To play Wilson and Isaac in the same side Isaac forced Eddie Howe to do that because when he was coming on he was doing well And he loves his traditional Centre forward which is Wilson And he had it born out But he's had, played so well That he had to find him another place in the team Which was out on the left wing And and, and to get them both Into the side He forced that situation Anderson is now Not just rapping on the door He's taking a double barrel shotgun To the door and blew it off its hinges And said you've got to You've got to play me. That is what Eddie wants, but it can quicken up your thinking and quicken up how things are going to happen. And, um, you know, it, I think Elliot's done that. I'm not meaning that he's going to go in against Aston Villa on the open day of the season, be a sensation for all 38 games in the league next season and in Europe, and that all these other players aren't going to get a sniff. And by nature, I always remember talking to Mac when he was manager at Fulham. And he said, hey, I used to put a kid in, you know. He was never afraid to put kids in. And he put people in like Paul Parker, who then went on to go kind of a transfer to Manchester United and play for England. He brought through all these kids. But he used to say, I'd stick them in the side, play them for six games. After about six games, I would pull them out. Because the form would just be dipping that little bit. That It would have just caught up with them. Pull them out, give them a rest, replenish them, put them back in. It's going to be like that for Elliot Anderson. It's going to be like that more so for Miley at this stage of his career. That's the way it is with young kids. But Elliot Anderson is going to be around the team. He's going to get more starts than he got last season and he's going to get more minutes than he got last season.
0: Do we have to be careful, John, about not getting too far ahead of ourselves we can sit here and say he's going to be a superstar he's had a fantastic pre-season but is there a danger that we as a, as a fan base and, and as journalists hype him up too much put too yeah. much pressure on him or do you think he's got it? got enough about him that he can he can handle that he, he probably maybe even expects it
1: i think both of those things uh, we do put too much expectation on young kids. Uh, it's part of a journalist's job, for example, to, to sort of uh, dwell on the good things and forecast good things for players. You know, if we are, are negative and we don't, so the, the club get grumpy and say, well, do you never get enthusiastic? And if we get enthusiastic, they get grumpy and say, yeah, are building them up too much. Keep his feet on the ground. So you can't really win. But we've had a load of false stones. How many guesses have we had? You're going to be, somebody's going to be A second guy, if I go back beyond That to the the first Cup team that Jeff Allen, the granddad Played in, we when, When Jeff Allen got that injury At Nottingham Against Nottingham Forest and his career Effectively finished, two kids come on Two Geordie kids Come on in that match, Newcastle won 4-2 At Forest, went away to Ipswich in the next game and won 4 as well And there was two teenagers Called Alan Foggin and Keith Dyson Who came into that side And were built up Sensational Foggin did well for Newcastle Played and scored the final goal In the first cup final Diker went on, had a wonderful Career with Blackpool but Dyke and everything you know these were going to be england players they were going to be this they were going to be that they were going to be there. it's called pressure and you know it happens the whole time we want to be no not we journals we fans want to be the first that said elliot anderson will play for england could play for scotland man elliot anderson could play for england Somebody could play for them. Somebody could play for them. We'll want to be the first to say it. And then afterwards, if it happens, I told you so. Um, but I tell you what Elliot Hansen is going to become. He's not going to become the second Gaza. He's going to become the first Elliot Hansen.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that's. I, I always like when someone says that because I think that's exactly the mindset a young player should have. Not to follow in the footsteps of someone, but to create their own path. Uh, as we're recording this, John... Alan St. Maximan has just announced his departure from Newcastle United. And now I know we're talking about Elliot Anderson being more of a central uh, player, but he can play yeah. out on the on, on the flank. And I think many people actually felt Anderson was was more effective uh sometimes than St. Maximum last season. Again, does the departure of St Maximan it, it doesn't hurt maybe as much when you when we have got someone like Elliot Anderson that we're talking about who who can who can He's just got a better end product
1: We've got more left wingers Than you can shake a stick at uh, Maybe Maxi's gone But Harvey Bonds is going to nail down that position Whether it's on the opening day of the season Like we've just said with Tonali Or whether it's not Because he's playing catch-up fitness-wise, Harvey uh, But he's going to get that position We've got Gordon how are you going to get Gordon in the side? You've got to get Gordon in the side at the moment if you're going to get Elliot Anderson in because he's red hot as well. So you've got down there, You and, and then, by the way, you've got the two fill-ins last season who were great, Isaac and Big Joe, who... Are really centre forward and midfielders, but can play on the left wing, and so can Murphy, and so so when they deep there, um, Anderson can as well. As I said earlier in this podcast, that was a good position for Anderson because there was a lot of grass around him when he was a kid. And in the centre midfield, you know, it's like sheep in a pen. In the centre midfield, you're standing shoulder to shoulder with people. It's difficult to get the space to play in, but that's going to be his position. He's not going to be. A wide left player. Uh, let's leave that to Harvey Bonds. Let's leave it to, to Gordon and Miggie Almiron and Murphy and uh, everyone else who can play out there. Big Joe's great out there. Isaac can play out there. But you know what's happening? What's fascinating, really, is that if we look at picking the side, our own individual side for the opening day of the season, isn't it wonderful? Because all of a sudden you want to get Anderson in on the on the team. All of a sudden you you want to get Gordon in on the team because he's looking red hot. But you're also thinking Harvey Barnes has got to play. Maybe tenali has got to play. Now if Harvey Barnes plays it's Wilson or Isaac at centre forward. It's not Wilson and Isaac in the in the front three. It it's Wilson or Isaac. And you know in the midfield it, outside of Tonali in Bruno and Joe Linton and Joe Willick, and now Elliot, some big names got to miss out there as well. Now that's fun because we need that. But you know what? While we're talking all like this and we're getting gurgly and exciting and everything, please, Eddie, if you have a look at this later on and you bask in the glow of what Newcastle do. Please make an old man happy and buy his a couple of defenders with pace as well, mate.
0: I'm hopefully, if he's listening, he'll do just that. Um, all that remains to be done then, John, is to ask you, and I think I already know your answer, but does Elliot Anderson start for you against Aston Villa on the opening day of the Premier League season?
1: Right as things stand at this moment, without a question, I would go with, if I was picking today, but we can't see into the future what happens in the back-to-back matches. I don't mean results-wise, but I mean injury-wise, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But Willick's not quite up to scratch. Tonali, I think, would benefit by coming off the off the um, off the bench, though. What a fabulous player he's going to be! Our player, play Anderson and Bruno. And Joe Linton, because we need physicality in there, especially against Villa's midfield, because that's their big asset. So my answer is yes. And don't I feel pride at saying that? Because having talked to Jeff in and, and known about Elliot from being a little babby because uh, because of Jeff, little lad from Whitley Bay, um, who's done so, so well, isn't it fabulous to talk about? Him being in the side, but we could do another one, saying another three podcasts, saying and Gibbo, what do you think? Should Gordon start? And Gibbo, who should be the centre forward? Will Snow Isaac? And it's wonderful to do that. Well, I mean, I always say midfield. uh, Sorry, uh, pre-season doesn't matter results-wise, and of course it doesn't. But one beaten in in uh, five pre-season which is not bad because we're shown tenacity. Do you realise that on that tour of um, America, where we had a 3-3 draw, etc., etc., until little Elliot Anderson, not so little Elliot Anderson, young Elliot Anderson, scored the winner in the 91st minute, we'd never led in one of the matches. That's the first time Newcastle had been ahead. They'd come from behind for two draws, prior to that, and we're one nil down to 2, which tells you one thing, and that is the Geordies don't give up. The other thing is aren't we pleased about the late Anderson, and the answers are definite yes.
0: Certainly are, and I did say the last thing to do, but actually what I'm going to do is just quickly read through some of the comments from our listeners. People got in touch on, on Twitter, and we've got Andrew who says, I have little doubt that we'll see Anderson get more minutes this season. Guaranteed starter for domestic cups and likely to play in the league when we have Champions League uh, games coming up, his ability to play centrally, in addition to the wings, is a huge plus for our depth. Scottish Mag says talent was always there and clear to see. Didn't appear to be a natural finisher, has certainly proved to be otherwise in preseason. A player that gives true squad depth rather than a fringe player. Aaron says he was class even without the goals, organising the kids when they came on, driving the team's energy up. He's going to have a monster of a season. Uh, a. Gladys says, an absolute star. Joey Barton called him special and he made uh, he made a point to mean it. Jordy Maradona is not among yeah for this lad. It seems to be what he aspire, aspires to be. And Steve says, that was such a composed, mature finish for the game winner against Brighton. So excited about the future with the club for Elliot Anderson. Everyone's just buzzing about him, John. A lot of those comments are kind of on the same line brilliant for squad depth but he's not just going to be a squad player he's going to be pushing for a place in the start 11. I'm with you he starts against Aston Villa I, I think unless someone has a stormer of a weekend in this Cellar Cup but even then for me I think he starts and it really lays down the gauntlet to to the, the supposed big money signings the likes of Tanali, Bruno, Bruno even um, and it is a wonderful dilemma to have really excited about Elliot Anderson Really excited about the new season. I can't wait for our first uh, match preview in in a week or so's time as well. It's been a pleasure, as always. I've been Andrew Musgrove, joined by John Gibson. Please remember to hit that follow button on your podcast provider and leave us a rating and review. And head over to ChronicleLive.co.uk for all the latest Newcastle United news.